0: You're listening to Token Talks, brought to you by Wing Venture Capital. I'm your host, Zach DeWitt.
1: Anything that can be represented as a ERC twenty token can be put into a basket, and we believe that this is going to unlock Many, many different types of sets that will be created in the future. Anything that anyone can imagine can be combined essentially because we're democratizing the ability to put together these bundles, which was originally only enabled and allowed by traditional financial institutions. So we're really really excited about this.
0: Today, we are joined by Felix Fang founder and CEO of Set Protocol. Set Protocol is a platform to create, manage, and purchase baskets of tokenized assets. For example, rather than buying five different tokens and paying a gas fee to purchase those tokens individually, with Set, you can bundle all five of those tokens and buy them in a single order. As more assets become tokenized, with Set, you could hypothetically create a bundle representing French Impressionists and go long that bundle, while going short, modern art. SET bundles are fully collateralized, meaning that by holding a SET token guarantees you have access to the underlying tokens. You can redeem your underlying token by trading it back into the set smart contract. I think you will greatly enjoy today's episode because SET is an important protocol in the decentralized financial stack as it will help open up an entirely new design space for financial products and assets. Welcome, please introduce
1: yourself. Hey, my name is Felix Fang, and I'm the founder and CEO of SET.
0: And Felix, what were you doing prior to founding SET?
1: Before SET, I was working at a few startups, including 21, which was a Bitcoin mining company, and Radius, a lead gen startup. While I was at Radius, I was spending a lot of my free time and time after work thinking about crypto. I was reading and learning about different projects in the space and investing. I ended up starting an angel syndicate called Turing Capital. In addition to that, I was spending my time learning how to build smart contracts and decentralized applications, which led me to attend ETH Waterloo, which is where I actually worked on the prototype of SET. And what's funny is that a lot of my friends who I was
0: talking crypto with are in the industry now. And what got you initially interested in crypto? What brought you into the space? Uh, What drew you in? In 2013, I
1: first heard about and learned about crypto. My friend was trading and mining it at the time. And I was pretty skeptical initially, but over a period of time, I started to learn more. And what really tipped me over was when I attended Bitcoin 2014 in Amsterdam. And that really opened my eyes to the possibilities of what this technology can enable. And I started forming a thesis that... Bitcoin was going to change and uproot the financial and legal industries the same way that the internet did with media and communications. And I also have this scarring memory back in 2014 where I had to pay my landlord, who was based in Berlin, rent money. And the only way to do it at the time was to do a wire transfer. So I sent 800 euros and had to pay a $30 fee in addition to it taking five to seven days for it to clear and that was a horrible experience in which I thought there must be a better way. And crypto and Bitcoin you know, was kind of the impetus of trying to find a, a better
0: solution. So I'm very excited to have you on today and talk about SET. SET is actually one of the protocols that has been referenced in some of our other podcasts. Josh Stein, CEO of Harbor, referenced SET and some of its potential. So it's great to, great to hear the story um, from the founder. So Felix, what is SET and what problem are you solving with it? Set is a protocol for creating,
1: issuing, redeeming baskets of tokens. Set is built as a smart contracts on Ethereum, and set itself is a specification for a token that represents a number of other tokens. A set itself is our ERC20 token, which means that it interoperates an entire Ethereum ecosystem. It's fully collateralized, which means that it's backed by its underlying components trustlessly in a smart contract. In addition to that, it's defined by its components and units. A user would define what components are that make up the set in addition to the weights of it as well and the problem that we aim to solve is threefold the first is that we saw that the world was being tokenized there were going to be millions and billions of these tokens in existence and two there were many pains and complexities when dealing with these tokens there's no way to think about a group of tokens as a single token and finally there were high transaction fees when transacting multiple tokens. If a user wants to send 100 different tokens to someone else, they would have to sign 100 transactions and pay 100 network transaction fees. If they want to buy 100 different tokens, they also will have to pay 100 exchange fees, let alone the cost of effort and cognitive load as well.
0: So give me um, an example set.
1: There are a few different types of sets you can have. The most common one that we see people using is the market index set. So a set which tracks the market index itself. We actually created one called Ethereum X, which is a top 10 tokens weighted by market cap. Another example is a thematic set like the DEX set or a decentralized exchange set, which is composed of tokens like 0x, Kyber Network, and AirSwap. And one other one that we made that is actually becoming quite popular is the stable set which is a token that is equal weighted
0: between True USD and DAI. That's very cool. In terms of some of the sets you have created today, where do you get your inspiration uh, for the next sets to create? Is it user demand driven? Is it kind of top down from the team? Have you started seeing users actually generate their own sets and that inspires a team to create a new type of asset?
1: It's a combination of both. When we launched token sets, we launched with the three sets that we thought would have the most market appeal. The market index set just made the most sense. It was a corollary to the S&P 500 of crypto. The deck set was one that we found was actually the most popular for people to bet on a specific theme. And we got inspiration from that just based internally on a team. And the final one that we launched was a stable set. We thought it was a pretty intellectually interesting type of construct, even though in practice no one really cared at the time because none of the stable coins were very volatile or were showing signs of, of risk. But now that tether has been on a decline, people are looking for other types of ways to hedge away that risk and stablecoins have been interesting again. In terms of future sets, it really is a combination of what people want or demanding that we're seeing in the market. And in addition to what people are asking us for and what we're thinking about internally in the future, we don't plan on launching any sets ourselves.
0: Instead, it will be purely the users that will be creating sets. And you know, with some of these sets, how does a user interact with them? Can you go to a website and create a set or purchase a set? Do you have a marketplace to buy and sell these sets? Currently, the easiest
1: way to get a hold of a set is on exchange like radar relay. We've also built a consumer-facing application called Token Sets in which you can explore the current existing sets. And the ones that we have live are Ethereum X, Dex Set, and Stable Set. And you can issue and redeem these sets if you have the underlying components. We will be launching a new version of our protocol in around Q1 of 2019. And in conjunction with that launch, we'll be launching updated token sets in which users can define and create their own sets,
0: issue sets, and do some other advanced functionality as well. That's incredible. And and you mentioned, um, you know, rebalancing. So how does that work? If you do create a set, which has the top 10 ERC20 tokens weighted by market cap, the market caps change, you want to rebalance that set. Does that happen automatically? How does that process work? Rebalancing,
1: uh, for those of you who aren't aware, is a process of realigning the weights of your portfolio of assets. Usually, it's done periodically on a quarterly, half-year, yearly basis. And you can do this yourself by performing the calculations and going to the market and performing those trades. With index fund and ETF products, usually there's a manager who's doing that on behalf of the end users. A rebalancing set is basically your C20 token, which represents a share of the collateral held in a smart contract, and that can be updated automatically over time. As an end user, all you have to do is own one of these tokens, and it will automatically update based on either
0: you know programmatically or through kind of input from a manager. You talked a little bit about the website and consumer interface and the relaunch in Q1. Sometime next year, will a non-technical user be able to go in and create a set or issue a set?
1: Absolutely. Non-technical users can do this today on token sets, but we'll make it even easier with our relaunched uh, website in which a user can come in and define what they want in a set, the composition of that set by a number of toggles, naming that set, and then deploying it. And once it's deployed, they can see it in a list of sets that have been currently created. So it'll be extremely easy.
0: Well, in one of our previous episodes, Antonio from DYDX came on, and he was talking about a short ETH token. So basically, they're creating this token, um, which is represents a short on Ethereum. If Ethereum goes down, the value of this token goes up. Could you, with a set protocol, can you uh, include tokens like this in your set to basically open up the design space of uh, new derivative products and bundled products? Absolutely.
1: Any ERC-20 token with a number of restrictions can be included into the set. There are some technical reasons why certain tokens can't be included. For example, a Haven Nomin can't be included because we require that the protocol is fully collateralized, which means that every token that gets sent into the contract is tracked and we must be able to ascertain that you you can redeem it. And any token that breaks that property wouldn't be able to include, but... I believe
0: that the short ETH can. And what are your thoughts on wrapped Bitcoin? I know this has been in the news recently. Maybe you could describe at a high level what is wrapped Bitcoin and, and how will this impact you know set and other derivative and kind of speculative tooling on Ethereum. Wrapped Bitcoin is an ERC twenty representation of a Bitcoin. It
1: is an initiative that was spearheaded by Cyber Network Republic and BitGo. And essentially is very similar in terms of mechanics to how a fiat backed stablecoin works. So someone can deposit a Bitcoin into BitGo, who is the custodian, and get minted a wrapped Bitcoin token. And this wrapped Bitcoin token essentially can be traded as if it were a Bitcoin itself. We're very, very excited about wrapped Bitcoin because it can be included into a set as a non-Ethereum correlated asset. And it's been something that many of our users have been asking for a while. So we're excited to see the launch of this, and if you guys are paying attention, we've we are big supporters of this, and we'll be participating
0: in the DAO and helping to promote it any way that we can. That's amazing. We're also reflecting on our previous episode with Josh Stein from Harbor. He was talking about how interesting Set is because as they start tokenizing real world assets, let's say real estate, for example, it opens up a large design set for new products. So for example, if you tokenize a few apartment buildings in New York City, but you also tokenize a few apartment buildings in Brooklyn, um, you could actually go short Brooklyn and long New York, you know, the apartment rental markets, which is quite interesting. And with SET, you can actually create a whole long tail of products that connect a lot of these different markets. So I'd love to hear you just talk about a little bit about the big opportunity for SET here and what it may look like a couple of years down the road as some of these uh, use cases start taking shape. We think that SET is going to be this
1: fundamental technology for bundling various assets together. And Harbor is going to be one of those core technologies that enables the tokenization of assets. And anything that can be represented as an ERC-20 token can be put into a basket. And we believe that this is going to unlock many, many different types of sets that will be created in the future. Like anything that anyone can imagine can be combined essentially because we're democratizing the ability to put together these bundles, which was originally only enabled and allowed by traditional financial institutions.
0: So we're really, really excited about this. I don't think we can even imagine the possibilities of new financial assets and derivatives and structures and products that are created and set is going to certainly enable that. So it'll be exciting to track. So, talking about set a bit more in terms of financial model, you know, how are you thinking about how set will make money in its business model?
1: It's one of the looming questions that everyone has in this industry, and we have a couple of ideas of how this could be done. The first is through some sort of token mechanic. Currently, we we're, we're taking our time in deciding, you know, whether or not a token makes sense. At the moment, it's something that we don't feel like needs to be interjected at the moment. Another monetization model that people have considered that we think is pretty compelling is the protocol fee model. We know that Compound is utilizing that and there could be a way in which we add create value-added services on set and we charge a fee for that. In addition to that, we can imagine monetizing based off of our user interface or building SaaS services on top of our protocol.
0: What do you think happens with interoperability? I mean, do you see, I mean, so far, SET relies on ERC-20 token, and that's where most of the token creation and tokenization has happened. As other platforms, smart contract platforms launch, do you think that SET will spend time building on top of those as well and supporting those? Or is Ethereum just part of the, the near-term roadmap? Currently, Ethereum is the most mature in terms
1: of developer experience, in terms of the infrastructure and the tools that are available, as well as the number of other projects in the space. So I think that partly it will be an industry-wide decision in terms of DeFi to move to a different blockchain. At the same time, I'm very excited about a number of uh, high-throughput blockchains that are coming out, although some of them make different trade-offs. And you know, stuff like Definity or Cosmos could be quite interesting if they're able to bridge various types of blockchains and assets together. For us, we're really focused on Ethereum at the moment. And if we find that another one is compelling enough, then we might decide to move. But some of the criteria that we have in mind is, one, the number of different assets that are available on that blockchain and the ability to interoperate with other types of protocols, such as decentralized exchange protocols.
0: What are the near-term priorities for Set? In the near term,
1: it's launching on mainnet. So we plan on going on mainnet with the latest version of our protocol in Q1 of 2019. So we're currently undergoing security audits or preparing for security audits at the moment. And we are also preparing for the relaunch of token sets with the latest and greatest features. And how big of a market opportunity do you think you have ahead of you with set? In the traditional global equities space, there are about $4 trillion dollars tied in assets and ETFs, and uh, that continues to grow in the next couple of years. In addition to that, we've noticed that seven out of 10 most highly liquid and traded assets are ETFs themselves. So if that's any indication, we think that the opportunity in crypto is going to be extremely large.
0: And what is the big vision for the set product? Obviously, it is um, highly functioning today and is very viable in terms of what it can do functionally but how do you think about you know, the product roadmap and what this may look like in five or 10 years? Yeah, that's a great question. We think that SET is
1: positioned to be the bundling protocol on smart contracting platforms. We will make it easy for people to create asset abstractions on the blockchain, whether it is for financial use cases such as investment and in index funds and ETFs, or for efficiencies and distribution, or for generally to allow developers to build abstractions or tokenized abstractions in their decentralized applications but in the near-term roadmap we are thinking about adding support for ERC 721s or non-fungible tokens so people can put together crypto kitties or into a family or create a crypto kitty with a hat and in addition to that maybe support other standards that come about or more specific use cases such as you know our token compliance set and continue to hone in on refining uh, the rebalancing feature too. Who are the competitors for SET? The competitor spaces can be th- thought of in different onion layers. Most broadly, we are going head to head against the traditional finance industry. We hope to, as an industry, you know, create a better financial system. In the medium level, there are other products, centralized ETF index products, such as Bitwise Investments and Coinbase Bundles, which does essentially the same thing except in a centralized manner. And in terms of the decentralized products, there are a few that are emerging. For example, Neutral, and there's some others as well uh, that I've heard of. And what are the biggest risks to set not working? The biggest risks in my mind is that The biggest assumption that we're making is that the world is being tokenized. And if people don't believe in the benefits of assets being tokenized, then there wouldn't be any assets to bundle together. So I think that is industry-wide development that's happening, and we're betting on that becoming true.
0: What got you excited about this layer of the blockchain? Obviously, given your skill set and background, there's a lot of different areas you could have worked on. Why this one?
1: This area is interesting because personally most excited about helping to build an open financial system, and it's less directly applicable on the base layer, and I feel like the impact isn't as big when building on the decentralized application level, so building on the second layer protocol level makes the most sense.
0: How can our listeners follow the progress of SET?
1: You can follow SET by following us on Twitter or looking at our medium articles. We also have a pretty active and vibrant Telegram community. And the last way you can keep in touch is really by following the DeFi movement as well and attending any events. Yeah. Tell us more about DeFi. DeFi is an open community of decentralized finance protocols and applications. We started DeFi with the intent of trying to spread awareness of decentralized finance and help to solve some of the most pressing problems in the industry. Which we believe that can't really be solved individually as a team. So since then, we've been hosting a number of events called DeFi Summits. We did one in San Francisco and one most recently in Prague, where there are a number of breakout sessions in addition to talks that many people come to participate in. And we plan on continuing to do this and expanding membership. Yeah, who were some of the parties involved with DeFi? The initial parties were Dharma, Set, Abacus, Wallet Connect, and Coinbase Wallet, and since then we've expanded membership to include many others, including DYDX, ZeroX, Compound, and a number of other projects as well. And we plan on continuing to try to open this up to as many parties as possible.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, that's that is basically the who's who of this decentralized financial stack, right? So I you know, you, you mentioned earlier, you know, supporting or moving to another smart contract platform would have to get the approval of this group. So I, I imagine this is a pretty powerful group in terms of the weight they can throw around and influence they have on kind of which which standards are adopted and which smart contract platforms are they focus on. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the crypto ecosystem. So Felix, what are some important trends you're observing right now?
1: I think that John Choi wrote a pretty awesome article recently on the three crypto theses and how to navigate the crypto idea maze. And the three theses that most people have are one, you know, sound money that crypto is really useful as alternative to current nationalized money. We should have a global one. Two, it's Web three that we think that the enemies are the internet current internet giants and we can build. A system in which data privacy is is more secure, that people can have true ownership of their own data. And finally, the last thesis is open finance, which is the current financial rails can be rebuilt in a decentralized manner. So the one that I pay attention to the most, I'm very biased, is the open finance movement. And within there, there are some pretty interesting subtrends that I see happening. One is that We're seeing that many of these decentralized primitives are going live and can be used today. That's incredibly exciting. You can trade in a peer-to-peer fashion using 0x. You can short Ether using DYDX. You can earn interest on your crypto using Compound or Dharma. It's incredibly exciting. In addition to that, we're finding that people are building decentralized applications using multiple DeFi protocols. For example, we see a project like Open Finance that is combining usage of Harbor and X. We saw in a hackathon a project called Primotif, which gives someone synthetic exposure to the S&P 500 without the volatility risk of Ether. And they combine four different protocols, including ZeroX, DYDX, SET, and Augur together. I think that's a very exciting trend. And to kind of wrap that together, we're finding that the cost to building your own financial services company has decreased from millions of dollars to anyone who can code. And this is because these primitives and protocols are permissionless and is free to use. Anyone doesn't need to ask any of these protocol teams whether they can use it or not. They just, just start building using these tools today.
0: Yeah, that's a great, great answer and great article by John Choi. I recommend reading Into the Crypto Maze so Felix, as a, you know, founder in an important layer in a decentralized financial stack, what are some areas where you think this decentralized open financial stack built by crypto and crypto related projects can actually outperform traditional financial services and financial products? And it may be, you know, some of these areas are still evolving, but you know, really the timeline for the question is over the next 2 or 3 years where can crypto beat out some of these traditional financial service applications?
1: The areas that are pretty interesting, one includes payments. That was the predominant crypto thesis back in 2015. And the ability to send money in a very cheap way, low cost, low fee way is very powerful. And you know, with the rise of these fiat backed stable coins, we might see people using these crypto rails instead of fiat backed rails to transact. So we might be using instead of Venmo, use crypto kind of as a back end. In addition to that, what I think is where crypto can outperform other uh, traditional finance assets is in new products that can't exist otherwise. So, for example, what you brought up was the ability to go long Manhattan and, and short Brooklyn. Those things aren't currently possible, but are trivial kind of using crypto rails. So in addition to that, I think that new interesting combinations of financial products can be created, such as, you know, you can lend or you can tokenize future earnings and sell it out as tokens to other people. That's incredibly exciting and unlocking human potential in general. Um, Some other use cases might be bundling your whole life together into one asset and then lending that away or trading that away. That is also, at the same time, very scary <laughs> that you, it might be possible to do that.
0: No, I totally agree. That's well said. Do you think it's an issue in crypto that everything is a bearer instrument? Meaning, if you have that instrument, if you have that Bitcoin or Ethereum, it's in your possession, but as soon as it's sent out beyond your possession, you don't control it anymore. Do you think that will be a hindrance to adoption where there's no kind of recourse to get that asset back?
1: in general, I mean, that's how cash works in the real world. When you give your $100 to somebody else, generally, unless the other person is really nice, they're not going to send it back to you. So that's the same thing with Bitcoin. And in the past decade or so, probably 20% or more of Bitcoins have been lost because people have lost their private keys or sent it to the wrong address. It's incredibly costly that it is a bear instrument. But at the same time, I think it's very important in that it's censorship-resistant and you can really truly own your assets. The government can't take it away from you. No one else can steal your assets or take control of it or inflation works the way that, you, that it should. So in that way, I think that that property is pretty important. And even if it hinders user adoption, it's key to what crypto is.
0: Yeah, that's well said. And, and just another thought to your to your answer on where Crypto can outperform the traditional financial services and some of the use cases that don't exist today. I mean, can you imagine that if you're a gamer and you don't have all these gaming assets or you have all these non-fungible tokens or digital collectibles, you could actually get a loan off of those, right? Or you could securitize those or turn those into a financial product or a financial asset for yourself. And today, you know, if you're a gamer, you can't actually really monetize those assets without selling them directly to someone else. So I think just the as the world becomes increasingly more digital. Um, you know, creating a new, you know, financial tooling set to interact with those assets will be really powerful, and I think, you know, can be uniquely enabled by crypto. So, Felix, fast forward to twenty twenty five. What are some things that are different about the global financial system than today? On the most part, it
1: will probably be very similar to what it is today. In terms of fundamental changes in technology, they usually take ten to twenty years, multi decades to impart change, but. In terms of crypto's impact, we can start seeing a couple things happening. The first is we'll see likely people starting to use crypto as a global settlement layer instead of stuff like Venmo or PayPal, etc. Second, we'll start seeing pretty niche use cases for decentralized finance. Maybe it'll start emerging in third world countries and where the need is the most or in very specific products that aren't possible with existing financial industry. For example, Joshua's example of going long Manhattan and shorting Brooklyn. And in addition to that, I think the user experience of using these products is going to be vastly improved. And that hopefully they'll be running in the background
0: without any users actually knowing they're using crypto. In crypto today, what are some of the early stage projects that you're personally most excited about? There's a couple
1: of layers. I'm excited about all the stuff that's happening in, in DeFi. It's been a huge Cambrian explosion of activity since since a year ago. And some of these include, you know, Zero X, DYDX, CDX, Dharma, etc., and a number of different decentralized applications building on top of it. I'm also really excited about what's happening on the on the layers kind of one or layer zero uh, space. So I want to see some of these high-throughput, exciting blockchain projects uh, launch like Definity, And I want to see Tezos out there. And I'm excited to see Ethereum 2.0 or what we call Serenity now launch. So those are things I'm pretty excited about.
0: Yeah. What are your thoughts on Serenity coming back from DEVCON last week in, in Prague in terms of, I guess, timeline and then also its um, viability and ability to achieve uh, what Vitalik said in terms of 1000x faster throughput? Serenity is incredibly exciting and coming from DevCon,
1: we've seen very clearly that there is a lot of progress being made in improvements in Casper and, and sharding and in terms of timeline it seems that people are are thinking in a two to three year time frame that this stuff is actually going to go out and be live and it's really shifted from something that was more on the R&D phase to now something that is becoming a reality. We we're finding that there's multiple client implementations of these projects and done by teams, not just in Ethereum Foundation, but independently. We're finding that many of these projects are being funded by the Ethereum Foundation through grants, which is extremely exciting. So it really is a community effort to bring this up live. And we're seeing that very much so. And when thinking about other types of competitor blockchains that are coming about, the biggest thing that might be harder. the hardest thing to replicate really is the community. What mix of crypto assets do you personally own? Mm-hmm. Right now, it's pretty consolidated into just the few boring ones. Bitcoin, Ethereum, 0x. Maybe a sundry of other tokens I haven't sold yet <laughs> that are worthless.
0: <laughs> and final question we always ask is to our guests... The crypto market is $210 billion today. At what valuation do you think will end next year? So 2019. It's tough to say. I've lived through the
1: 2014 to 2016 bear market where nothing happened. <laughs> so if we are in a crypto winter, then it might be the case that we end up somewhere between 200 and 300 by the end of 2019 if it lasts that long. If we get out earlier, then maybe we'll be in the trillions. <laughs>
0: The key takeaways from today's episode are, one, Felix is most interested in crypto's potential to transform the financial services industry. Two, SET is an important layer in a decentralized financial stack along with other protocols like 0x, Dharma, Compound, and DYDX. And three, SET is going after the $4 trillion currently invested in ETFs by allowing tokenized assets to be bundled together in creative ways. Thank you for listening to the show. We're trying to make the crypto ecosystem more mainstream and welcoming. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review in iTunes and share this with one person you know who is trying to learn more about crypto technology. You can reach me on Twitter at Zachary DeWitt or email me at zach at wing.vc.